Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello, good afternoon. This is the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi, and over 30 affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Radio Justice Tamale, Radio Panduk Pandu, Fafa Radio Joja, and Jata FM Karaga. We are live on X Spaces, Facebook live stream, and my Joy Online interactive app. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience. And Duraplast Ghana Limited producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank where Duraplast goes water flows coming up sad unacceptable but sanctions will be swift that's the response of the managing director of the ECG following a joint news expose on covering a cartel including some staff of the company who forged documents to sell off unapproved meters to prospective consumers it's it's so sad that customers have to go through something like this it's so sad that Staff of ECG will collect monies like this, and not even a quarter of that money comes into ECG's coffers. The Ghana Integrity Initiative wants the ECG to act fast and tough on the expose. When people are sanctioned, and these sanctions are punitive enough at the administrative level, then it serves as a deterrent for others who would want to engage in such behavior. Also, showdown expected in court as former sanitation minister Cecilia Dapa says the OSP is lying about her, insisting the money transferred from her dead brother's account to her was for the payment of his children's school fees. We've got more as she asked the court to hear the matter expeditiously as the freezing of her account is causing her hardship, stress and embarrassment. Also, as the court nears judgment on alleged Chinese illegal minor Aisha Huan, the attorney general expresses confidence the verdict will serve as a deterrent to foreign nationals involved in Galamse. On 12th October, we expect judgment to be delivered in, uh, in the Aisha 1 matter. So that clearly indicates that yes, any campaign, any arrested will, will be put through, through trial. Also in this package, IGP Georgia Kufudan Paris legal team raises concerns over the in-camera hearing in the alleged plot to oust him. They also accuse Parliament's ad court committee chairman of a sinister agenda. But we are not going to go ahead with kids' gloves in, in the subsequent proceedings. We will not. Are you ready for a showdown? I won't say showdown. This one will be a show up. Showdown has been abused and battered. 
More as accusers of the IGP submit evidence while requesting protection for their witnesses in sports. The Joy Sports Joy Business Thought Leadership Program comes off tonight, aiming to address the challenges within Ghana's football industry. And as Ghanaians in Liberia are cautioned to be law-abiding as the country goes to the polls on Tuesday, we've also got an update on the ongoing NSMQ where Wesley Girls has sailed through. I'm Bernice Abubeidulansa. Thanks for your company. The details now. Sad, unacceptable and a drain on resources of the electricity company of Ghana, ECG. That's the response of its managing director following a joint news investigation that uncovered a cartel, including some staff who forged documents to sell off unapproved meters to prospective consumers at exorbitant prices. A separate meter that usually costs a little over 800 CDs for installation is sold by these individuals as high as 2,500 cities. John News' investigative desk reveals how the actions of these individuals enable the power consumers to enjoy free electricity without the knowledge of the ECG offices in most parts of the country. This thing is a big moral responsibility and values fight. We need to stop. We need to stop. Because you, one of the newspapers tried to do a calculation, but he's not far off. We lose over a billion Ghana cities in illegal connections. Why? So it, and actually, I'm saying it's close because it's more. You lose more than one billion. I believe strongly we lose. Your calculations, how much do you lose? For every percentage lost, for the last calculation, that is about 100 million cities. And you lose what percentage now? Right now, ECG's losses are at about 28%. So that's 2.8 billion. Exactly. This revelation is alarming. But one fact that did not come up in the discussion is the faces behind this nation-wrecking activity. The Joy News investigative team decided to visit ECG offices in three regions to ascertain the extent of the kanker. At the Accra East Regional Office and Sub-Transmission Office near Makola, I met Abraham, an ECG staff at the meter's office. He said a separate meter, which ordinarily goes for 800 Ghana CDs, will cost me 2,000 CDs. He showed me documents he had processed for a different customer, but was willing to transfer it to me only if I would pay the amount. The last time the price, he said how much? The price, the price, the price, how much? Uh, this one reduces a little for me. How do you go about it? I give you, I give you thousand five when I come for it and I give you the balance. Oh, okay. He however promised that he could assist me to get a meter if I paid just a little more than the statutory fees to him. I'm giving this is this one for someone. Okay. But the person also not ready now. Uh, so let me hold on. If you are ready, I'm giving He boasts of helping many individuals struggling to secure such meters at ECG offices. In Abraham's confession, 
three prospective customers will soon be beneficiaries of these meters he's working on after they paid 2,000 CDs each. This 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 meter for someone so okay. and program it six years to this. Okay. But it's not reflecting. So there's a prepaid. Okay. After reflect, okay. you use the card to buy. Okay. And that is here. Okay. But it's not reflecting. Okay. Then when it's not reflecting, you can't store it. When you okay. store it, the person cannot purchase. Okay. Then you are on the customer. Okay. So I just want to give you a receipt. Okay. The official receipt, the general process. You know? I don't want to leave the pool in my life. The best time, nobody gets time. Abraham is not alone in this business of providing meters. But this Energy Commission staff who identified himself as Jerry at the Kwabenya office of the ECG is another operative in the street. This is the exact district the ECG identified over 15,000 customers who were using power illegally. Jerry promised he will help me acquire meter. He asked me to pay 2,500 CDs. I've explained the challenges with the system already. I will be glad you just had highlights of our latest investigative piece, Power Thieves, the full TV version as later tonight on the Joy News channel at 8.30 p.m. Meanwhile, Managing Director of the ECG, Samuel Dubik Mahama, tells my colleague Benjamin Akapo the company is saddened by the development and is working to identify the individuals and sanction them. This saddens me. It's so sad that customers have to go through something like this. It's so sad that Staff of ECG will collect monies like this, and not even a quarter of that money comes into ECG's coffers. I must categorically apologize to our customers who've gone through this. This is not supposed to be how we do business. We are very sorry, and we intend to fix this problem. Now, in, in identifying this after taking office, one of the main things we decided to do was to start what I call the loss reduction program. Under the loss reduction program, the processes of getting a meter has been structured in such a way that it is, it is electronic. The human interface has been reduced drastically, but it is clear that whenever you close one loophole, another one comes up. Because now from one of the videos, that I think the Kwabenya one, you can clearly see the gentleman who is an electrician who is certified by Energy Commission now having to create his own group of people and they now collect ahead of to see how they can fast track your your service delivery it's it's sad it's difficult but it's not something that we cannot do so strongly we are now going to automate everything from beginning to end because clearly we we know we know that there are some of us who work with us that we cannot trust these, these said people are not even supposed to be on the premises of ECG in the first place. I see, but so, so that poses some questions. They are not supposed to be on the premises because per what we find, it's not just staff. We also have even security guards. All of these people are people who clearly meters have been given to to go and install for a customer, but they have found a way to deprive that customer of that meter and will now divert the meter to someone else. 
Programs Director with the Ghana Integrity Initiative, Marietta, says ECG must address the role of middlemen in the acquisition of meters. If we keep people's applications for a year without acquiring a meter, then the person would become basically to the extent that they are engaging in uh, some behaviors that are not acceptable. And as we indicated, we should help ECG. We are doing our part by taking the complaints of citizens who are very angry at the system. Right. We some of us so we should they should as a matter of agency do that. But then transparency would cure all the darkness. Let's throw some sunlight into the process. And then when people are sanctioned and these sanctions are punitive enough at the administrative level, then it serves as a deterrent. Mariada is with the Ghana Integrity Initiative. This is the Midday News on Draw 99.7 FM. Former Sanitation and Water Resources Minister Cecilia Dapai is fighting the Special Prosecutor's second attempt to confirm the seizure of her properties and freezing of bank accounts. Madame Dapai says the continuous transfer of money from her dead brother's account was for the payment of his children's fees. This is in her response to claims by the OSP that the said transfer was suspicious since her brother has been dead for some time. The OSP is back at the High Court seeking a confirmation of the freezing and seizure order. But Madame Cecilia Dapa is again fighting the latest efforts. My colleague Richard Kujunyako joins me in studio with more from her latest filings in court. Now, uh, could you first remind us of the key claims in the OSP's documents? Well, so Benis, it would be recalled that the OSP seized $590,000 and 2,862,007 Ghana cities during a search of Mrs. Dapes' residence. Her accounts were also frozen. An Accra High Court, however, issued an order allowing a release of the cash and asking for the account to be unfrozen. The OSP complied with this order, but shortly announced it had seized the cash and issued a fresh freezing order. The OSP, in his latest attempt, alleged that Cecilia Dapa's dead brother's bank account was still sending money to the former minister, a situation the office described as suspicious. The OSP also claimed Cecilia Dapa sold properties using aliases as though to conceal something, and also that the money discovered in Cecilia Dapa's house were craftily obscured in envelopes, among other places, despite the former minister feigning ignorance of the said amount of money. Mm, so, could you, the former minister is fighting the claims uh, of the OSP, and she wants her properties returned. How does she respond to these claims? Well, the minister has, through her lawyers, filed court document asking the court to once again reject this request for confirmation of the OSP's actions and in some part deposes the affidavit herself. First, the former Sanitation and Water Resources Minister, Cecilia Abnadapa says monies transferred from her dead brother's account were for the payment of children's fees. This is a response to claim by the Office of the Special Prosecutor that a said transfer was suspicious since the brother has been dead for some time now. Mrs. Dapa explains that the account was opened with funeral donations collected by Carl Bank at her brother's funeral. She says, quote, The truth is that the funds were transferred from an account in the name the late Nana Akwesie-san, to which I am a signatory. The funds were transferred to me for payment of the school fees of my late brother's children, unquote, according to court documents cited by Joy News. Secondly, the OSP had also accused the former minister of engaging in an undeclared real estate business. It was further alleged that she had sold a property to a third party under the alias Nana Ya Ode. Mrs. Dapa says she has no real estate business and that the investigations have failed to provide any evidence to back this claim. 
Cecilia Rapa claims that she did not conceal her identity to sell any property, but rather sold the said property in a representative capacity for Nana Ya Ode, also known as Nana Ode Nyakon, her mother who is now deceased. And uh, Richard, now we know that the case or the matter was originally scheduled to be heard on the 18th of October. Madame Cecilia Rapa and her lawyers, uh, they say that... Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. OSP is acting in bad faith and they want the case to be heard earlier. Tell us more. Well, so the lawyers accuse the OSP of acting in bad faith and making false allegations against the former minister. They recount that on September 4, they were called to show up at the offices of the OSP to receive the seized cash. After waiting for hours, the monies were released, but upon reaching the car park, they were called to return to the office they had just left. Quote, when I got to the seventh floor, I was told by one of the applicant's officers that he had the pleasure to inform me that the applicant, that is the OSP, was re-seizing the money. Money. They proceeded to recount it and then serve me notice of the seizure, unquote. The minister recounts in court documents. So the OSP's application was expected to be moved at the High Court on Wednesday, 18th October 2023. However, a lawyer for Mrs. Dapa, Victoria Bath, has filed an application for an abridgment of time for the application to be heard by the court earlier. Victoria Bath argues that since the action by the OSP is a repeat application, the OSP has full knowledge of the basis of Ms. Dapa's opposition and will therefore not be prejudiced by early hearing. Madame Cecilia Dapa argues that the continuous seizure of her money has brought untold hardship to her and has caused and is still causing her hardship, stress and embarrassment. Thank you. Uh, that's Richard Kodunyaku with our legal desk. Well, we're just hearing that that application will be heard tomorrow. Martin Pebu uh, is a lawyer and he joins us for more on this. Thanks for your time this afternoon. First, what's your view on the uh, application to abridge the time and hear this case uh, quickly? Well, I think the application from where I sit is a bit tardy. I mean, it was, if you look at the time, the OSC filed their application, and then when they said they were served, right, they said they were served 20th of September, and then now it, it, they are now filing for their abridgment. It, it, it's, it, it's not, uh, I mean, it's not been done fast enough, right? It's not been done timely. Usually, when you're coming for abridgment, as soon as you hear of the application, I think it's not in your favor, you act very quickly. But this one, they said it was served 20th of September. It's from the, um, the uh, abridgment motion I read. So from 20th, and you're now coming for abridgment, especially in light of the fact that the substantive motion, would, when I say substantive, that's the original date for the hearing will be on the 18th, 18th of October. So if you now come back on the, you're saying, that, so they're going to court now on the 11th, that's Wednesday. Meanwhile, the original date is 18th uh, October. I really don't see that much time that, it, that it will be made, considering when they were served from 20th of September. Mm. They served on the 20th of September, and then you come to move the court more than two weeks uh, on. Well noted. Well noted. Well noted. September. Sorry, Ben. It's to 11th of October. It's almost. 
about 21 days, yeah, three weeks. Mm. But but the lawyers of um, Madame Dapa accused the OSP of bad faith and uh, an abuse of the processes. Do you agree? Not at all. Not at all. Darling. But you know, lawyers, these are usually terms we use in court, but it's, it's so sometimes I can understand the standard terms we use, but practically I don't. Hey, Benis, what are we talking about? Um, they look at the $590,000 they saw in her house. That was the second, that was a sexual. Subsequently, after the media, uh, let me call it so, you know, in our Ghanaian English, right? After all the noise, OSU was able to find $590,000 at that time, and then $2.8 million. Hey, that's a colossal sum of money. So what I'm saying one word is that this case is not a joke. Right. So it can't be described as a bad fit. But as I said, lawyers, we often use those terms. So I understand the context. Th- thank you. don't f- take it too literally. Right. Thank you for your time this afternoon. That's lawyer Martin Pebble. Well, we wait to see what uh, proceeds in court. It will be heard actually on Wednesday, which is the 11th of October. But let's stay in the court. Uh, Nanakra High Court will on Thursday, October 12th, deliver a judgment in a case in which Chinese national N1, also known as Aisha One, is standing trial for uh, undertaking a mining operation without a license facility the participation of persons engaged in a mining operation, the illegal employment of foreigners and entering Ghana while prohibited from re-entry. The state has already filed its closing submission and the Attorney General and Minister for Justice, Godfrey Yabwadami, is confident the outcome will serve as a deterrent for those engaging in the illegal trade. All along there has been the mention of this major Chinese campaign behind Ghana's operations in Ghana, Aisha One. Aisha One has been prosecuted. Indeed, the prosecution is actually at an end. We concluded the prosecution in July. And the date was fixed for filing of what we call prison submissions have been duly filed, and the court has fixed 12th October for judgment. So on 12th October, we expect judgment to be delivered in, uh, in the Aisha One matter. So that clearly indicates that yes, any campaign, any um, identified campaign who is arrested will be, will, will be put through, through trial. And of course, it is quite pertinent to know that the risk of justice grinds slowly. Even in these cases that we secured conviction, uh, five of them, of course, 25 persons uh, involved. It took about two years to prosecute. You have the Attorney General and Minister for Justice, Godfrey Yabwadami. This is the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM. Still to come. IGP Georgia Kufudam Paris legal team raises concerns over the in-camera hearing in that case of an alleged plot to oust him, the accused in Parliament's ad hoc committee chairman of a sinister agenda. But we are not going to go ahead with kids' gloves in, in the subsequent proceedings. We will not. Are you ready for a showdown? I won't say showdown. This one will be a show up. Showdown has been abused and battered. We've also got an update on the NSMQ as Wesley Girls beat St. Peter Senior High School and Louise Rutten SHS to move to the next round of the competition. When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. 
hear the sound. <laughs> Petrosol, clean fuel in full quantity. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both, in no chop. Where it vanish for your area for two weeks. Uh-huh. You not get one drop safe inside your tanku. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water, water tank. tank? Yes, water tank. Mama mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Kumasi Selenium. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water pepper, pepper. So say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gotok. <laughs> Beautiful, durable. With water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank. By Duraplast. Thanks for staying here on Joy 99.7 FM. This is the Midday News with me, Bernice Abubedulansa. Mubarak is here with the latest from the world of sports. Yes, and uh, the highly anticipated thought leadership event is set to take place at the Labadi Beach Hotel tonight. The event centers around the theme football economy, repurposing our approach to development, the Saudi Arabian experience. Nathaniel Atto is spearheading the thought leadership event. So we have seasoned persons within their respective spaces coming in to contribute to this conversation as our resource persons. Dr. Daniel McCauley is a football investor and a respected businessman here in Ghana. Also, Professor Robert Hinson, and then Mr. Neil Armstrong Motobe, who has a wealth of experience when it comes to the marketing communications space and, uh, you know, running football in this country as well. Also, Gary L. Smith, uh, Joy Sports editor. So today we're going to have a very wonderful conversation. Uh, there's participation from, as usual, all aspects of, of the, you know, the football family, um, all persons within the football uh, value chain will be there uh, to also share their thoughts. It will be live on the Joy News channel and also here on Joy 99.7 FM. Yeah. Joy Sports editor Nathaniel Ato. Well, we'll be on the lookout and lawyers for IGP Dr. George Kufudampari are accused and chairman of Parliament's ad hoc committee investigating the leak tape allegedly plotting his removal of embarking on a sinister agenda against their client. According to them, it's their observation that Samuel Atachia consistently makes prejudicial comments about the proceedings. The committee is expected to continue sittings tomorrow in camera, but lead counsel for the IGP Kwame Jan insists the committee has completed its work and they'll resist any attempt by the chairman to bring any extraneous witnesses to come and testify. The chairman has been on a frolic. The chairman is operating as if he is a sole commissioner and we are going to use all necessary legal means at the hearing not to accept this. What do you think is the motivation of the chairman per your allegation? He has his own agenda. And what is this agenda? Um, he, 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 he will disclose it. He has been granting interviews. Normally what, what was happening was that any time after the proceedings when we are quiet and we go home quietly, he would gather the press and, and grant interviews. To the extent that at one sit, after one sitting, he went out there and said a, a, the extended tape which was submitted by Bugrinabu had been doctored. Lawyer Kwame John has also indicated their readiness to face Parliament's ad hoc committee. The committee is a, a, a number of people on that committee and it looks like it is the chairman's committee. We'll see how the other members also would react tomorrow whatever to whatever submissions we are going to make tomorrow. But we are not going to go ahead with kids' gloves 
in, in the subsequent proceedings. We will not. Are you ready for a showdown? I won't say showdown. This one will be a show up. You are going for a show up? Showdown has been abused and battered. Lawyer Kwame John is the IGP's lawyer. The committee is scheduled to continue sitting in camera tomorrow. We will bring you updates in subsequent bulletins. Now, the Director General of the Ghana AIDS Commission, Dr. Tremi Tuyahene, has assured persons living with HIV that their drugs will be supplied this week. According to multiple re- reports, antiretroviral drugs have been abandoned at the port since July this year due to a failure to waive taxes on them. According to the Director General, efforts are underway to clear the donated drugs for onward distribution. The medicines will be cleared um, this week for what distribution to the health facility. And I believe and know that that is being done. So I will want all persons living with HIV to be rest assured that they are going to have all the medicine. But this particular medicine that uh, was reported to be in short supply is taken by a small proportion of persons living with HIV. Everybody will have their supplies this week. And so be rest assured. Director General of the Ghana AIDS Commission, Dr. Tremi Etiahene there. Now, Ghanaians in Liberia have been cautioned to be law-abiding as the country goes to the polls on Tuesday. The Ghanaian community has been spoken to against any acts that will breach the laws of their host country, especially in this critical moment of the country's history. On Tuesday, Liberia will be at the polls for the fourth time after restoration of constitutional rule. President of the Association of Ghanaian Professionals in Liberia, Eric Ellington says security precautions are in place to ensure the safety of Ghanaians. And Ayaljima has more. Stakes are high in the Liberian election slated for Tuesday. It is the first time a party that has tasted power is seeking to stage a comeback. Though the political tension is high, the economic community of West African states is helping put stringent measures in place to ensure credible election. Leadership of the Ghanaian community in showing support to Liberia have asked membership to strictly abide by the country's regulations as they have no voting rights. Uh, we are not eligible voters in Liberia. And uh, the only thing we can do is to abide by the laws of Liberia as the election process begins towards the election on Tuesday. We ply our trade here. And the country needs to be peaceful and stable so that we can apply our trade. Nanaya Jima filed that report from Monrovia, Liberia. He'll be bringing us updates on tomorrow's crucial polls. Now, St. Peter's SHS campaign to a fourth NSMQ trophy hangs by a thread after they were thrashed by Wesley Girls High School at the preliminary stage of the competition in what was expected to be a walk-in-the-pack contest for the Pescobers. The brainy beauties outclass St. Peter's to secure their slot at the 1-8 stage of the contest. Emmanuel bright joins us from the KNUSD SHS Auditorium with the latest on that contest. Emmanuel, it was an interesting contest. I witnessed it. Wesley Girls won with 52 points. That was such a lot slide wasn't it Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera pero este comenzará en tu mente ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC.